Thinking about moving to Paris, Florida? You are in luck. Today, I have Richard Suksang put right here next to me. Say hello, Richard. Hey, everybody. How are you guys doing today? And he's going to be talking about everything that it's like to uh, live and maybe move to Paris, Florida. This is Want to Move There, the show giving all humans the information they need to decide whether or not they want to move to some area outside of where they live, or maybe they just want a vacation there or want a tour guide. We can help out in that regard. Uh, Richard, I always say that realtors are the best tour guides because we know where everything is. So whenever I'm going somewhere, rather than finding some kind of concierge, concierge service or even asking Google, a lot of times you can just find a top realtor in the area and reach out to them and and they can help you find what you need, even if you don't need to buy or sell a house. Uh, I am your host, Derek Bixler, realtor of 15 years, uh, right here in central PA. I grew up on the hill in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Uh, so I used to phrase everything in this show as if I was talking to just people in central Pennsylvania. That's why I say all humans now. I used to say giving central Pennsylvanians the, the information they need to move somewhere else, but then I figured anybody from anywhere across the planet could be watching this for information about moving to the subject location. So it says all humans. I am the host, and now I have to say Pennsylvania. I'm from Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. Pennsylvania. I grew up in Mechanicsburg High School in Mechanicsburg, Pennsylvania, and I went up to Penn College of Technology up in, you guessed it, Williamsport, Pennsylvania, uh, which is home of the Little League World Series, and the Pennsylvania Grand Canyon is up towards there, so if you like the outdoors, that's a nice area. If you need to buy or sell a home, please reach out to me. You can call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. I want to hear from you, um, and if you need to move out of the area, obviously, I can hook you up with Richard and some of my other contacts, vast network of awesome realtors across the country and globe. Uh, whether you are watching live or on a replay, ask a question in the comments. Or if you know one of us, throw it in the comments, say hi. We'd love to say uh, hi back. And if we don't see it while we're going along here, which is uh, entirely possible because it's just this little red thing that dings up here and I usually miss it. So if we do miss it, we'll come back and address it later. And last reminder that replays are replays are on YouTube, Instagram, LinkedIn, Facebook, uh, iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, all the audio places, all the video places. So wherever you like to get your content, it will be sitting there waiting for you. And then with now, without further ado, I will bring in Richard Suksang put, I didn't even have to look at my little uh, phonetic note that time, that time, Richard Suksang put, uh, realtor in Parrish, Florida. Uh, while I pull up your bio to read to everybody, tell us, uh, well, say hi, and then tell us what your favorite movie is or the last movie that you watched is. Yeah, gotcha. Hey, everybody. Welcome. Uh, how are you guys doing today? Happy day to you guys. So the last movie I just watched actually was with my family and kids. It was Spider-Man No Way Home. It was our first time out to the movie theater pre-COVID, as you would say. It was a wonderful movie and uh, they we definitely enjoyed it and, and I highly recommend it to everybody. So the last re the recording I did was uh, also saw Spider-Man, I think. Um, oh. So did you see it in 3D? Uh, no, so we didn't see it in 3D, but we saw it in one of those fancy little uh, movie theaters where the seats recline and the, and you order the food. And so uh, this was no just popcorn and, and pop. It, it was, you know, the whole gourmet burgers and chicken tenders and the whole nine. So, so where is that? Shout out the uh, location. Do you have a favorite yeah. theater where you are? Yep. So we were out at Cinebistro down in Sarasota, Florida. It's one of our favorite movie theaters that we like going to, uh, you know, besides going to the AMC theaters locally around here also. And so they have like a full menu and they come and serve you where you're sitting in those lounge chairs? Yeah, definitely. So they've got a full menu, right? They've, 
They've got burgers. They got lobsters. They got steak over there. It is amazing. They've got pasta. You literally can get a three-course meal down at Cena Bistro, and they've got a full bar there. So, I mean, whether it's sangria or a nice, you know, Long Island iced tea, the world is your oyster down at Cena Bistro. Uh, it's a little bit on the higher end uh, compared to your typical a AMC theaters, but you know what? Sometimes you have to treat yourself in life, so... Yeah, we used to. I've always thought that's an awesome idea to have something like that. And we used to have something here, but it was like a second rate. It never kind of, it never really made it. And I remember they always got the movies late because they weren't like part of the AMC system or whatever. So they never got like the freshest movies. But it sounds like this place, they have Spider Man. Spider Man's everywhere right now, right? Yeah, top notch. They're playing Spider Man. They're playing all the newest movies. Uh, it's a great theater. They even have a place where you can have a dinner there they, they they've got a whole conference room there or a whole dinner area where you can actually book it for a private party have dinner and then go watch move the movie afterwards so very 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 fancy to say the least for sarasota florida so and the foods half decent yes the, the food better be decent for the price uh, definitely great food and uh you know we love the uh gourmet popcorn that they have there too it's unlimited and so that's a nice added bonus, at least, you know, so. Huh, yeah, unlimited popcorn. I love any place that has something that you can eat the second you walk in. Everybody should have some breadsticks or some popcorn or some tortilla chips or uh, I'm trying to think of other sides, the wontons at Chinese oh, yeah. places, maybe, or is that what those are called? Yep, um, yeah, fried wontons and stuff like that. They have those from time. And, uh, you know, they, get, they got your typical mozzarella sticks and, you know, your, your candy boxes and all that great stuff, so. Awesome. What'd you call it? It was Cinebistro. Is that what it was called? Yeah, Cinebistro in Sarasota, Florida. So if anyone ever comes and they're trying to catch a movie, definitely recommend that spot uh, if you're looking for a, something a little bit different from the typical AMC theater. So there you go. So if you are down there, hit that place up for sure. Or if you live there for sure, you probably already know about it if you live down there. Or are you? Does most do most people live about it? Know about it? Or are they? Uh, yeah, is it a hidden well, hidden gem? Yeah, so a lot of people do know about Cinebistros. There's not very many theaters out here uh, in the Sarasota Manatee area. There's probably about maybe, I would say, five or six at most. So, um, you know, a lot of people do know about Cinebistro. And so it definitely is an experience, uh, you know, for you and the family. Or, you know, if you're going out on a date or something like that, it's a great place to take a date out. So, Awesome. I don't have any dating. We talked about that before we came on the air. I'm not doing any of that right now, but when yeah. I do, I'll take a trip down there and we'll take a nice trip to Cinebistro. Um, mm -hmm. And now I have your bio up here. So I'm going to read a little bit about you so everybody knows who we're talking to. Um, you actually did not grow up down there in Florida. You grew up in North Aurora, Illinois. That's what IL is, right? Illinois. I'm showing my ignorance. <laughs> yeah, Illinois. Uh you know, born and raised from the Midwest. So, and, uh, you know, a Florida transplant, uh, transplant to Florida, just, just like a lot of people that live here currently now. And it says you went to uh, West Aurora high school. So you grew up in North Aurora, but you went to West Aurora. Is there a North Aurora high school or the North Aurora Ians go to West Aurora high school? How does that work? Yeah. So great question. So North Aurora, just kind of like Parrish, Florida, is a little big town, I would like to say. So we didn't have a high school. And so the closest high school to us was actually West Aurora, which was about, you know, five, five, seven miles away. And so everyone who lived in North Aurora went to West Aurora. So, um, you know, I, I think to this day, I haven't been to North Aurora in a while, but we still don't have a high school out there. So... <laughs> 
Yeah. And did you play any sports? Were you in the band? Were you a, a math elite or a chess club or art club or any of that kind of stuff? Yeah, definitely. So as far as sports goes, um, I played varsity volleyball actually for four years, indoor men's volleyball since my freshman year. And, uh, you know, I, I had a real great knack for that and I loved it. And I would like to say I'd like to play volleyball more to this day, but, you know, kids and a family, it's a little bit different. Um, but I also did track and field. I did the 100 meter run, 100, 200, 400, the high jump and the hurdles. So uh, definitely enjoyed that back in high school. And besides the school academics, um, you know, the sports was a great way. I, I tried football, but yeah, that just didn't work out. So <laughs> how tall are you? Uh, I'm 5'10", but, you know, compared to a lot of these athletes, you know, back then and nowadays, I mean, these guys are monsters in high school and middle school. Yeah, I mean, so. Totally, totally. Do you, uh, have you ever played any beach volleyball? That's pretty different than, uh, than indoor volleyball. Yeah, definitely. So when I first moved down to Florida, I played some beach volleyball here uh, during my single days, I like to call it. But, um, you know, it was a lot of fun. It, it is something that I am looking to get back into. Uh, my brother actually plays a lot of beach volleyball, including competitive beach volleyball right now. And that is definitely one of the things that I want to get back into. I love volleyball as, as a sport. It's very challenging and very rewarding. And being down here in Florida, there's no other better place to, to play volleyball, especially beach volleyball, than here. So so what does competitively mean? How old is he and what kind of league is just like a, a older person's league? Like they have baseball leagues for older people? Um, yeah. Or is it like, what is it? Yeah, so competitive volleyball, right? It's all age brackets at that point. And he plays competitively, um, you know, both uh, twos, he plays fours. Um, you know, they have different leagues as far as like opens players, uh, A players, double A players. And so you're ranked into a different category by the skill set that you're in. And so, you know, he's played with uh, such professional athletes uh, as in the Olympics and stuff like that. Um, I can't recall their names right off the bat, but, you know, they used to play down at Bee Ridge Park down here in Sarasota. And so beach volleyball is a very huge thing here. He's played out in Siesta Key, out in Clearwater, um, different areas uh, around Florida. So, there's some nice courts. Is that what it's called? A volleyball court at uh, at Siesta Key, which probably makes it one of the best beaches around, right? Oh, definitely. I mean, those white sandy beaches out there—it's real soft. You get some good, uh, you know, jumping capabilities off of that sand when when the sand is dry and everything. And it is one of the, the biggest uh, volleyball tournaments out in Fiesta Key every single year. Uh, they used to hold only once a year. Now they're holding about two, three, four a year, it seems like. And, um, you know, one of the biggest volleyball tournaments actually is the Pinecraft tournament here in Sarasota. And that's actually a grass volleyball tournament. And they, I mean, this past year, I think they had over 100 teams compete from all around the United States. And I believe some internationally that came down here too. Uh, so that's a big draw for our area. Huh. G grass. So if you're doing it in grass, do you have sneakers on or is that barefoot like sand? Yep. <laughs> you know, that's that's very funny you say that. So, so a lot of people play with their sneakers, but there are people that play barefoot also. Yeah. So, I mean, it's it, it just depends on what you're comfortable with. We've seen both people wear, you know, both sneakers and barefoot. And so it, it is a different type of volleyball to watch. And, you know, from, from the sand or the indoor volleyball, it, it's great to watch overall. Huh. I feel like I'd want cleats. 
I mean, that's what all the other sports that are on grass have. If you're trying to move yeah. and cut real fast, you want some cleats. Yeah. You should, if people don't do it, they should start, yeah, take that over. Would, that would be a good idea. I don't know if it gets stuck though, because if you're trying to jump, you know, you, you want as, as much elevation as you can get. So True. Yeah. Well, you got to get whatever receivers wear. They probably wear ones that don't stick, but give some kind of like grip or like, huh, that's a good yeah. question. Well, and then well, last question before this turns into a whole volleyball episode. Um, is it two on two for the beach competitive or is that four on four or do they have different leagues with different numbers of people per team? Yep. Generally two on two or four on four is, is what they generally play for beach volleyball. So. And is a, a four on four is in a diamond. Do you usually play in a diamond shape? Yeah. So it's, it's, it's usually a diamond or it's like a square shape basically. So it just really depends. So. Gotcha. So in high school, got off on a tangent there because I also like I kind of like volleyball. I'm not too bad at it. Having <laughs> being a person, being a person that's never played it competitively or on a team or anything, but I played a lot. We ran the uh, the sand court at Messiah College, which is a, a college close to here, um, yeah. which was close to our high school. And we all went there. We beat the college kids. We had our little setup. Um, it was pretty awesome. But um, And I was one of the only ones. I prided myself on my overhand serve that almost nobody that does it doesn't do it competitively could do yeah. so um, yeah that's fun so you did you did that in high school anything else in high school ban uh, no didn't do any ban I, I tried tried my luck at performance arts for a little bit found out I wasn't a very good actor and so I went back into volleyball so, yeah <laughs> And then uh, your favorite color is blue. I should have guessed. I should just take the favorite color thing out because if you watch any episode, 95% of the answers are blue or some variation thereof. Okay, I should actually, I'm going to change it to favorite color. And if it's blue, pick your second one. So what's your favorite, your second favorite color? Yeah, so my second favorite color, actually, that's a great question, is teal, actually. So uh, nah, that's blue. Yeah, well, I mean, it's. So I would say green then. So if you if right. a secondary color, it'd be green. But you put them together, you get teal. So, <laughs> <laughs> all right, acceptable. We'll take we'll take green and and anything in between blue and green you can deal with as well. There you uh, go. Favorite food, sushi. Any favorite roll, or or you like sashimi, or what do you like? Yeah. So my favorite roll is the volcano roll, right? So it's it's a combination of all this type of seafood and rolls and stuff like that, and so. Um, but at the end of the day, you, you put sushi in front of me and I'll, for the most part, eat any of it. So whether it's cooked or uncooked, uh, you know, you can never go wrong with it. So, yeah, give me some soy sauce and some yum yum sauce separately. Yeah. And I go yeah. back and forth. Great palate cleansers from the other one. Yeah, yeah. I love me some sushi as well. I don't eat much meat anymore, but they have great vegetarian options. And if I do want to eat meat, I like some sashimi or, or something like that to oh, uh, get some nice, pure, clean meat in me. So I'm with you on that. Uh, you do not have any pets. And that's probably rare, I guess. I haven't looked at all the results, but I think I would say most people have some kind of pet. I do not, and I like not having a pet or yeah. we both have kids little kids so that's enough to deal with until they start bugging us enough to uh to get a pet which mine's starting to i want a pet i want a pet so you have two girls six year old and a nine year old mine's eight year old and then i have some three and a half year olds so we're kind of dealing with the same thing um are they asking for pets at all yet yeah so they ask for a pet all the time right they ask for a pet puppy and uh you know at one time or another we hit we had pet fishes for a little bit um but our family likes to travel right we like to have experiences in life and so the girls understand that in order for us to have a pet cat or a pet dog or anything like that 
that they will have the responsibilities of taking them out, you know, cleaning up the poop, feeding them and all that. And so as soon as, you know, we let them know about that, they're like, no, we enjoy traveling. We enjoy the hotels and everything. So it kind of brushes them off right away with that. But, you know, they, they do like the occasional, you know, hey, can we get a, a puppy or something like that? So. Yeah, just tell them if you when we take a road trip to Disney World, you're gonna have to stay home with Rover. <laughs> you got it. <laughs> the rest of us will go, and you can hang out here, and we'll be good. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And you are married to Irish. That's yep. a cool name. Is yeah. she Irish? <laughs> no, she, actually, enough that she is not Irish. Actually, um, you know, my wife is from the Philippines and everything, and her mom gave her the name Irish, and um, you know, it, it's it's a wonderful name, and you know. It's been great so far. So awesome. It definitely uh, is not one that you would forget. So I'm sure when you met her, um, you kind of remembered it. Oh, yeah. I definitely remember the name Irish. And, uh, you know, a quick story of how, how I met Irish and everything is, um, you know, we met through a family party or whatever, through a friend's party. And when she told me she was from the Philippines, I, I never knew where the Philippines was. Uh, coming from a small town back in Illinois. And so when she said she was from the Philippines, I thought she was from Philadelphia. So <laughs> but, <you> know, <laughs> as fate would have it, you know, like life, life decides, you know, which direction and who you fall in love with. And, you know, we've been happy ever since. So <laughs> you're like, yeah, I love the 76ers. Go Eagles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's hilarious. All right. Uh, your hobbies, uh, retro gaming. I'm going to ask you about that. Working out in uh, blackjack poker. Still playing poker, huh? There was a time when me, all me and my friends used to play during the uh, the Texas Hold'em craze. And I feel like it died down a little bit. Have you always played? Did you start playing during then? Tell me a little bit about the poker and, and gambling. Yeah. So um, once again, before I got married, I was really, really into Texas Hold'em and poker. Uh, we had a local dog track right here. We had a hard rock right here. And so, you know, I would read the books. I would enter into the tournaments. Uh, I played online. I played in tournaments, cash game and everything. And, uh, you know, I really, really thought that I was going to be a professional uh, Texas Hold'em player, uh, especially watching it on TV, right? For, for those that plays Texas Hold'em, you know, you watch the World Series of Poker and you see just all those rows of stacks of cash. And you're like, man, that's going to be me one day. And so that's what I figured also. But, you know, just like you said, Derek, the Texas Hold'em craze itself, it had a uh, high road and it started declining down and now it's kind of leveled out. Uh, and so that, that's about where it is right now. Um, you know, we do like to go to Vegas. And so whenever I get a chance to go to Vegas, I, I'll definitely play Texas Hold'em. I haven't gotten a chance to as much now that, you know, married with kids and everything. But when the chance I do get to get out, you know, I, I'll try to try to find a table or two here. So it's, it's definitely a lot of fun and a lot of skills. And it teaches you a lot of life skills too, of, uh, you know, learning about people and their actions and reactions at that point. So totally. And then when you're not doing that kind of gaming, what about the retro gaming? What is you talking about like Atari 2600 or what? Yeah, maybe not that far. <laughs> so I, I'm an 80s baby. So, you know, I grew up with Nintendo, Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis and you know, the original PlayStation and stuff like that. And so I tried to get my hands into these new Xboxes and PS5s. And I, I was like, man, that's too many buttons. And so, you know, I, I like I like to go back and, you know, some of my favorite games are like Street Fighter 2, Super Mario Brothers, you know, World is a Classic and stuff like that, Killer Instinct, uh, Contra and The Simpsons, all, all those stuff that, you know, we all used to grow up in. 
And, um, you know, you would go to the arcades and, and you may not know or you may know, Derek, you know, spending hours and hours and quarters and quarters at the mall, uh, just lining up and getting ready to play those retro games and stuff. And what may be retro to us now was, you know, the, the biggest thing back then for us. Right. You know, so, yeah. Totally. I'm with you on everything you just said. The Atari 2600 was like just barely. I kind of, I was at the, like the tail end of that. So I'm right there. I had the Nintendo, the Genesis. I had a Turbo Graphics. I had the Turbo Graphics uh, portable version, which was also a TV, which was the bomb. That system sucked, but the, the TV thing was cool. And I also, we went to the arcade at our mall. Yep. pretty much every day in the summer and anytime we we went and i ran with chun lee on street fighter 2 oh, if you played man. street fighter 2 chun lee i would whoop i i never left that thing i would just have to leave <laughs> all right we'll, we'll we'll have to we'll have to have a nice friendly game next time we see each other here my characters was you know ryu and ken and those were my guys and you know when, when they came out with the new characters uh sagat was my my guy as they got older and then they started adding characters and adding characters but you know that that is awesome to hear that chun lee was one of your main characters i, I loved it so it was awesome yeah and then uh i don't know if you remember tekken and yeah. uh or soul caliber on yeah. whatever yeah. that was on yeah those fighting get and they're all kind of the same controls me with uh yoshi mitsu i'll oh, whoop i'll annihilate <laughs> anybody with yoshi mitsu <laughs> Well, you know, the funny part real quick, and for those that have played out there, out, out there, uh, you know, Tekken real quick, was, uh, you know, it was great. He was a great character, but sometimes when you knew you were about to lose, uh, I don't know if you remember, Derek, but there was like a suicide, like basically, you know, like a kamikaze mode where you basically take the sword and you stick yourself and you just kind of end the game right there. And so I don't know if you remember that or not, Derek. So. Oh, for sure. But but you could also kill them because he would turn around. And yeah. if you did it right, you'd partially kill yourself, but you could take them with you. So, oh, for sure. Right. It was a double KO. And I, I remember at the arcade in the mall, you know, if and when that happened, every everyone just screamed all around. They're like, oh, my God, you know. <laughs> Yeah, I'm with you. So last question about this, and we'll move on to where you live and all that kind of stuff. Um, do you have, so do you have any old systems, like an actual old Genesis, or do you have those like compilation things that they have for each system now? Yeah, so great question. So I do still have the original Nintendo, and I actually have two of them. I don't know how or why I have two of them, but I have that. Um, but as far as my Super Nintendo, Sega Genesis and all that, that's all been sold, you know, as we grew up. Um, but what I have been able to keep the retro gaming alive, I guess, is I have a arcade outside of my office, actually, and uh, that's loaded up with all the games, you know, Nintendo, Sega Genesis and stuff like that. Um, and I also have the retro games on my um, my computer and stuff like that. So it's been a great experience and it's a nice way to take a break from real estate just to get back and relive, you know, your childhood uh, memories and everything. So. Yeah, totally. Number one game. Last question. This really will be the last before we talk about Paris. Yep. Yep. Number one game of all time, if you had to pick one. Yeah, the so number one game of all time it is actually not a fighting game or anything. It, it would actually have to be a role-playing game, and that's Final Fantasy VII for me, right? So, um, and, and so the reason for that is, is it's immersive. It's got a great storyline. It's got a lot of action. And uh, that would probably be my number one go-to game out of everything. And uh, Street Fighter Two would be the, the second one. So, 
Wow, that's interesting. It's ahead of the curve because Final Fan. A lot of the games nowadays kind of have a movie element along. It's half movie, half interactive story, um, and it's kind of slow moving. So, which is yeah. why I never got it. Obviously, you can tell I don't like slow <laughs> stuff. It needs to be fast. All yeah. the fighting games. Let's do this as soon as it's over. Ding ding. Let's go again. I don't want to sit here. I'm always the one skip movie, skip movie, skip movie. So I wasn't playing Final Fantasy, but I could. See how, how you could, um, and it was ahead of its time, I think. Um, no, so I will was, pull up the map now. Go ahead. I said it was good because, I mean, it teaches you from, you know, being this lonely little, you know, weakling character to this all-being character by the end. And, you know, for me, it's kind of like a reflection in life and, and, and you know, whether it's growing up or starting a new career or whatever, you know, we all start somewhere. But, you know, as the time and the years pass, you just get better and better. You know what I mean? So... There you go. I never knew even what it was about. I just knew that it was slow. And I was like, I don't, I think it says like game t on the back of the games, it says how many hours it takes to complete it or something. And if it was beyond some certain number, I was like, ah, yeah, it was like 80 plus hours or something. Yeah. So it was, it was ridiculous. <laughs> you have more patience than I, which is good. Yeah. Um, all right. So let's learn about Parrish, Florida down there. Um, I got my Google map up here, like everybody can see, and I will scroll out, zoom out to the globe. So everybody watching anywhere you are can see where we're at. So down here in Florida is where it is. It's on the Gulf side, the Western side of Florida, kind of below Tampa. So I'm guessing we'll talk about airports, but I'm guessing maybe you use a, or no, Sarasota has an airport too, I guess. Um, so it's right here, a little bit above Sarasota between Tampa and Sarasota. And I will read the little blurb here. Uh, right now it's 1.33 p.m., so the same time here as in Pennsylvania, obviously, Eastern time zone, and 53 degrees, which is, I think it's about 30 today here, so you're definitely warmer. Is this uh, typical of right now? Yeah, so it is typical for Florida weather. I mean, temperatures get as low as, say, uh, probably the highs of the 30s, but between 30 to 50 degrees is, is about normal here in Florida, which, you know, to us it's cold, but to others it's warm. And, um, you know, it's, it's just what it is for the winter. But we'd rather have this than snow and ice and, you know, we'll, we'll take it. So there you go. I always said if I could have snow and ice without the cold part, it'd be awesome because I do like playing in it. And I was on a frozen lake the other day. That was super fun. Um, it made me want to go buy ice skates. I want to get ice skates now. I forgot we even had a frozen lake around here. Um, but, yes, it was frigid. Uh, all right, so the quick facts on uh, Parrish are Parrish is an unincorporated community in northwestern Manatee County, Florida in the United States. The community is located near the intersection of US 301 and State Road 62. Maybe you can tell us a little bit more about those main routes when we talk about the commute stuff and is part of the uh, Northport, Sarasota, Bradenton Metropolitan Statistical Area. And there's a picture of uh, a train here, so I'm assuming assuming um, there's some kind of train history or a rail that goes through there or something as well. So everybody has a little bit of knows a little bit about it. Before we talk about the trains, let's talk about what the landscape is like. So you're down there in Florida. Are we talking like palm trees and flatness everywhere? Is it is it what everybody would picture? Yep. So it's, it's, it's your typical Florida, right? Whether you're here in Paris, Florida, Sarasota, Miami, Jacksonville, Tampa, you know, we've got palm trees, we've, we've got beaches, it's, it's a flat land for the most part. Um, you know, there are some hilly areas a little bit further up north, but 
Florida in general is, uh, you know, palm trees. And, uh, you know, our grass isn't the best compared to up north. And uh, that is one of the things that I miss. But, you know, de definitely a lot of palm trees down here. So, Why, what's the grass like? I feel like in places like that, it's that really... Yeah. It's so, not as lush or it's not as densely packed. And it's this really thick, like, might yeah. cut you if you jabbed it wrong <laughs> or something. No, definitely. So, the, so, you know, me originally being from the Midwest, you know, the grass down here, like you said, is really thick. Um, the dirt maybe isn't as soft. I mean, there's ant mounds everywhere, so you just got to be careful with that. Uh, I remember being from Illinois, you used to be able to literally row in the grass, and, and it was just, you know, perfectly fine. Down here in Florida, man, I, if I saw anybody rolling in the, in the grass or falling down on it, I'd be like, what are you doing? Get back up before you get bitten and everything. So, it's, uh, <laughs> so yeah. wait, the volleyball in the grass, is that they would use some nice plush grass for that? Yeah, so the grass, yeah, the grass for the volleyball courts is a little bit different, right? So um, a lot of times with that, they'll treat it for uh, the ant mounds and and they'll make it a little bit softer and stuff like that for for yeah for playing volleyball. <laughs> I couldn't imagine fire ants biting everybody on the volleyball court. That probably wouldn't make for a very good uh, very good environment. So <laughs> make for a good watching environment, maybe, but not a good playing environment. Yeah, it put another element to the tournament, right? So. So you obviously have all the like tropical plants and stuff, but do you have like oak trees and, and pine trees like we have up here? That kind of like tall, big stuff down there? Yeah, so we do have oak trees, right? So one of the things down here is, you know, with, with the developments of, of the area and stuff like that, they try to replenish it by putting oak trees down here. We don't have too many pine trees um, that I've seen personally and stuff like that. It may be possible, but... You know, for the most part, palm trees and oak trees is what we see down here. And then some other trees. I uh, don't know the names, but we, we have some other. <laughs> and do you ever uh, uh, go mining, no, harvesting coconuts or what, how, picking coconuts? <laughs> yeah. So right now, we, it is actually strawberry picking season, actually. Uh, you know, so throughout the year, you know, you can go for oranges. You can go for strawberry. It's strawberry season once again. They've got the strawberry festival coming up pretty soon um you know we've got such fruits as logan and lychee and stuff like that um and so you know those one of the nice things about being in florida is we have a lot of variety of plants and fruits that you can pick and everything so yeah yeah because it's nice down there all the time so you can grow things all year round and kind of you could probably i guess you pick the season so if you want strawberry to season strawberry season to be in january it could be in january yeah. or you could have two strawberry seasons or whatever you want to do yes and huh. mangoes i forgot about mangoes the mangoes are really huge down here in florida so yeah do you have any plants or, or stuff in your backyard do you guys grow anything yeah so currently right now we don't we live in an hoa community and i know you know, some HOA communities, you could probably get away with it, right? Depending on where you plant it or how you plant it and stuff. Uh, but currently right now, we, we've just got a nice water view and it's clear and we just we just enjoy that right now. So, yeah. But I, I, I would love to grow mangoes because mangoes are one of my favorite fruits. And so uh, maybe on the next house, we'll, we'll, we'll grow some of it. <laughs> yeah, so. yeah, something like, like a tree, a mango, that'd be a tree, right? Yeah, yeah, the, it's a tree, and the thing about mango trees, man, they uh, once they start growing, man, you, you've got to keep track of it, or else they'll just bloom very high and stuff like that. Uh, but having something like an orange tree, um, you know, or, or lychee or logan, that, that'd be a little bit more manageable per se. But 
Uh, that's one of the nice things about Florida, right? That the fact that you can grow fruits here year round and not worry about, you know, any of the weather, cold weather affecting it really. So. So how cold does it get? You said it was a little bit colder early today, 40 ish. Is that about as cold as it'll get? Yeah. So 40 ish. I, I think the lowest I've seen it was the thirties. Um, you know, fun fact years ago, I think back in the nineties, I wasn't here, uh, either 80 or 90s, it snowed down here in Sarasota. I wasn't here for it, but, uh, it, it wasn't like a heavy snow or something like that, but they did have snow down here. So, uh, one time or another, I, I, I don't remember what it had to be eighties or nineties. You're looking it up right now. I am. Yeah, <laughs> I yeah. said Paris, Florida. I probably should have said Sarasota or something, so I'm not going to get it very easily. But um, do you ever get, so you don't get snow very often. Do you get like sleet or freezing rain or any of that kind of stuff? We tend yeah. to get more of that now because it's getting warmer generally. So what used to be, might have been snow a few years yeah. ago. Now is this other mucky, wet mess. Correct. Yeah. So in the summer months, uh, we have a lot of rain. And the rain down here in Florida is not like your typical rain, right? It's, it's a little bit more slippery and stuff like that. Uh, so what's interesting about Florida in the summer months is it will literally be sunny all day. And, uh, you know, right around four or five o'clock, it will literally pour for about 30 minutes to an hour. And then, you know, an hour after that, it clears up again. And so, you know, it's uh, but during that time, it, it, it can get slippery. And uh, these roads down here can, can get pretty dangerous. So, yeah. Huh. So that's a seasonal thing with the, cause I, I associate Florida with it's sunny all day, but there's going to be like 10 minutes of downpour at some point and then it'll be sunny outside of that. Um, so that is that not all the time that's seasonal in the summer yeah, or something with some yeah, Gulf stream. Yep. Yeah, that's about seasonal. I, I don't know the whole complex behind it, but yeah, during the summertime, uh, you know, it's, it's, it's very interesting because you can literally, it's, it's crazy to think this way, but you can literally be on one side of the sidewalk and it is clear, sunnier than day. And you literally go across the other sidewalk, across the street, and it is pouring. I, I don't know how to explain it, but that is Florida weather for you in the summertime. So. I think that's fine. I like that when you could actually like see the wall of rain almost and walk out into the sunshine. It's kind of cool. Yeah, we uh, the kids like to like to race the the rain sometimes or the sun because literally it'll be sunny and as the rain is coming, you you try to outrun the the rain. So it's <laughs> very fun actually. So might as well make a game out of it. Yeah, yeah. And then <laughs> and then how how uh, hot does it get? What would be the top above a oh, hundred? Yeah, yeah, definitely above 100 during the summertime and stuff like that. Uh, but, you know, thank goodness for the AC and everything. Um, you know, a lot of people are like, man, I can't handle the, the Florida heat and stuff like that. But that's why we have air conditioning and inside. And those that do, you know, venture out to the beaches during the summer months, man, bless your heart. Because, uh, you know, the, the, going to the beach during the summertime, man, it, it gets pretty scorching out there. But, you know, so a uh, good way so to So is it better to visit? The, the tourist season is not summer it's yeah it's yes. when it would when it's cold here is when you want to go to florida well you know what it's, it's crazy that you say that because we have snowbirds right and i don't know if you heard about that but uh you know everybody from up north or out east or west in the cold weather they'll come down here during the months of uh, let's say the end of october until about march april so it's actually busier now than you would say during the summer sometimes and, uh, you know, with Florida being, you know, one of the number one destinations for traveling for, you know, most everybody else around the United States, it, I would say it is busy year round. Um, and you would think during the wintertime, it'd be a little bit slower to go to the beaches. 
but sometimes it, it gets really busy with all the snowbirds and everything. So, yeah. So if you can endure the scorching, scorching heat, maybe yeah. you could get a little bit of a deal in the, in the summer, a little less crowded, maybe in the off yeah. season or whatever that is. Yeah. That's kind of cool. A lot of times during the summertime, you know, it may be better to go to the beach during that time uh, because a lot of families are, are out of school, right. And the kids are out of school. So a lot of them are going to the theme parks and things of that nature. So, yeah. Uh, if I True. could advise anybody to go to the beach, it's probably on the weekdays if, if possible, but you know, that may not be possible for everybody. So, yeah. Nice thing is that Sarasota sand, which I didn't believe. So I was like, it doesn't get hot. It's a special sand that doesn't get, it's quartz, it's quartz sand, which is cool in itself. But yeah. somebody said it doesn't get hot, which also makes the volleyball way more awesome. Cause here in Jersey sand, we're digging, you got to dig your little wet pit to stand in while you're waiting for things to happen because the rest of the court is completely, you're getting blisters on your knees and whatnot. Um, so it is pretty interesting that the, the sand stays cool. Uh, anything to... Water out there, by the way. What's that? How's the water out there by where you live? That too. I will, I will say I went for a dip when I came down for our real estate uh, get together in Sarasota. I went for a dip every night I was there. I went for a dip at sunset. Um, and in Jersey, even in on a hundred degree day, I probably wouldn't do that. And it was comfortable, not cold at all. Um, you can see the bottom. Uh, yeah, it was pretty ple pleasurable. And then what about hurricanes and like tornadoes or any kind of wind storms or natural disasters, any kind of that stuff? Yeah, definitely. So, um, you know, in our area of parish, we do, you know, experience hurricanes, not as much as say out by Fort Lauderdale, Miami, um, or by the Jacksonville area, um, or the Tallahassee or the Panhandle area. So it's kind of, we've experienced as hurricanes in the past, but not to that scale. Because we're on the Gulf Coast, basically a hurricane has to come in and curve into the east in order to hit us. Uh, so we've been very lucky. And, uh, you know, there's supposedly a myth where, you know, uh, years and years ago, an Indian shaman or something like that put a put a, like a little hex to keep the hurricanes away from our side of the coast and everything. And so it hits everybody else, but not really us. And, uh, you know, we've been very fortunate with the hurricanes. Um, tornadoes are touch and go. I know, I believe either earlier this week or last week, I think some tornadoes touched down in the Fort Myers area or something like that. Um, you know, it is always possible in the parish area, but once again, we've been very fortunate and lucky. So, yeah. Uh, nice. no knock on wood. I'll knock on some wood for you here. <laughs> yeah, no, no earthquakes and no forest fires like other places in the United States. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, we enjoy that here in PA too. We don't really have anything major ever happen here other than some flooding a little bit if you live close to a creek or something um, yeah. but someday we'll all be happy to have this abundant water that we have in pennsylvania when everybody out west is fighting over the water oh, yeah. uh, so what's the commute there what's the infrastructure the highway system getting around what's that like around there yeah definitely so so one of the best things about Paris, florida right is that we are pretty much in the middle of everything nearby, right? So, uh, you know, Sarasota is probably about a 15, 20 minute drive from us. Uh, if you'd like to go to St. Petersburg over the Sunshine Skyway Bridge, that's about 20 minutes away from us. Uh, you wanna go to the Tampa Bay area, that's about 35, 40 minutes away from us. Uh, and that has been one of the biggest draws of Parish, Florida is our central location to going anywhere that you want. Um, you know, Orlando's probably a, about, I would say, an hour and a half away from us, give or take. 
Um, but you know, that, that is one of the biggest draws to Parish Florida right now is our location. So yeah, definitely. And then what are the major industries? So you're kind of right between, you're close to a lot of, I would guess the employment centers then too, those more metropolitan yeah. areas are going to have most of the employment. So are most of the people living in Parish and then they commute to one of those places? Yeah, you got it. So some of the biggest employments and some of the biggest businesses down here is, uh, you know, we have Amazon, the Amazon warehouse, right, which is pretty much popping up everywhere throughout the United States. And so the Amazon warehouse is probably about 20 minutes away from us. And, uh, you know, all the orange juice that everybody drinks around the United States and the world, Tropicana, right? Uh, Tropicana is nearby in Bradenton. And, uh, you know, you, you, it's, it's awesome to see the trains uh, with the loads and loads of oranges uh, loaded up in there, and then it gets distributed worldwide and everything. So it's, those are two of some of the biggest businesses. And then, you know, you've got your local police, your nurses, and uh, other businesses that travels. You know, if you're working downtown Sarasota, St. Peter, Tampa, uh, a lot of people want to live in Parish to get away from all that traffic. And then, you know, when they go into work, you know, it's, it's, it's just a short drive for them. So, yeah. And then tourism, obviously, that's a big thing. Is it is it a bit is it a majority or is it not as much of the economy as we would think? Yeah, so tourism itself is huge in the parish area in general. It's not as much because we're more of a central hub to everything else. Um, but once again, you've got Siesta Key, downtown Sarasota. Uh, you know, you travel twenty minutes up north. Then you've got downtown St. Pete with First Fridays, and you've got the St. Pete Redone Pier, which is very beautiful. Uh, and then, you know, you drive 35, 40 minutes away to Tampa, and, you know, you've got, oh, my God, Tampa Bay. You've got, you know, all, all the stadiums out there. You've got, you know, Tampa Bay Armature Works, which is a great place to bring the family for food and, you know, restaurants and everything. So Parish as general isn't too much hub as a tourist spot but we are a gateway to all the touristy hubs out there, uh, including Disney also, which is about an hour and a half away. So. Awesome. And we can relate to that here in central PA. We like to be close to everything. We can get to DC and Philly and New York city and, and to Jersey shore and all these places within a few hours, but we don't have to deal with living there and deal with all the stuff that comes along with actually living there. So we can relate to that. Um, and you started touching on entertainment and things to do, but I forgot one of the things I like to ask everybody about commuting and local travel is, do you have uh, easy pass and toll roads there or no? Yes, we do. We have a thing called Sun Pass, right? And it's for the whole state of Florida, and it's really nice. So we do have tolls out here, uh, out by the St. Pete area and the Orlando area. Uh, we've been blessed to not really have tolls out here in Sarasota and Tampa Bay, uh, which has been really nice and convenient because, uh, you know, the day that they start uh, putting tolls around our area, man, that that's when you know that the city has grown to the size of a Tampa or Fort Lauderdale, Miami type of scale. So um you know but most of the tolls are out that way right now so yeah and hopefully you bought your real estate before all that happens <laughs> <laughs> yes i de i definitely did so it's a it's a beautiful thing with the influx with everybody moving in it's a uh it's it, it's a love love hate kind of thing and it's challenging we love seeing the growth uh but once again the challenge is how do we all grow together with the traffic and, and everybody moving here so yeah 
And then the, with the sun pass, is that, can you use that interchangeably with, we have easy pass up here? Like if you went for a road trip up to here, could you use your sun pass the whole way up through Jersey up to Vermont or wherever it goes to? Yeah. So the sun pass, to my knowledge, I, I believe we have partnerships out by Georgia and maybe parts of Tennessee. Uh, don't quote me on Tennessee, but I, I think we have partnerships out in Georgia and a little bit uh, further up north on, on the states up that way. So, Gotcha. And then so you started talking about things to do. One of the things I like to ask is where you would go to see a concert. And I'm not going to say who I just, the person that comes out of my mouth every time. Uh, yeah. And today's going to be a new one. How about, uh, how about you come up with it? What's a big artist that could pack a stadium? And then oh. tell me where you would go to see said person. Yeah, yeah. So, so a big artist that could pack the stadium. And I, I'll use the example that we just went uh, out in los angeles is is a korean band called bts right and, and you may or may not have heard of them but they're they're this this new age boy band that you know everybody around the world is just falling in love with them and and you know and uh i would say that the place to go see them would be the the tampa bay stadium right uh but maybe even that stadium doesn't pack them because um you know tampa bay probably holds about 15 35,000 maybe uh in attendance and the concert that they had held about like 80 to 100,000, right? But if you could choose any stadium or concert, it would be the BTS concert out in Tampa Bay, is, is, is that what I would say, so. Awesome, and then does, would Orlando have bigger venues if you oh, needed some? Orlando, definitely, yes, Orlando, definitely. I mean, that is Conference Central, that is, you know, just like the Las Vegas Convention Centers and Chicago Convention Centers, Las Vegas or uh, Orlando, Florida, you can have any of those conventions. They can probably hold a lot more. So definitely. So that's a good segue, actually. Is that the uh, the go-to vacation spot driving? Let's talk about the go-to driving vacation spot here. You know, it's Jersey. We're going to the Jersey Shore. And New Jersey, I just heard the other day, somebody said it's the vacation capital of the world. Oh, really? Wow. Of I the didn't... world. So I didn't look it up, but I guess because... Philly's in the top five largest cities. New York's the biggest city. DC's fairly big. Lots of population centers around there. So even if everybody doesn't go there every year as their religious spot, I'm yeah. guessing everybody has gone there at some point in their life. Yeah, definitely. But yeah, I, I would definitely say Orlando, right? Let, let, let's, uh, it, it's, it's a tried and true uh, you know, travel destination for everybody coming down to Florida. You've got Mickey and Minnie, you've got Legoland, you've got all the water parks out here, you've got SeaWorld, you've got Legoland, um, restaurants and hotels galore, you've got, you know, so-so restaurants all the way to the Ritz-Carlton and everything. Um, Orlando is the travel destination for Florida. Um, you know, it's, it's where a lot of local Floridians go during the summer months also to travel and visit, you know what I mean? You know, we, we always have Tampa Bay, we always have, you know, Fort Lauderdale, you know, um, Daytona and that nature. But if you want something to do with concerts, food, entertainment, Orlando is the is the place to be. So yeah, definitely. So if you were going, if you were taking the family to Disney World, would that usually be a day trip? Forget all the, all the rest of it, let's just drive and drive back? Or are you making like a weekend out of it, staying for three days yeah. or something? <laughs> Disney, I'll tell you what, Disney know what they knows what they're doing, and they're not trying to keep you there for a day because there's no way you can get through the Magic Kingdom for a day. So, uh, you know, if we're if we're going out to Disney, it's usually a weekend trip or a week trip. 
And, uh, you know, we're, we're out there to enjoy the parks, enjoy the characters, the food, and, uh, you know, just the entertainment all around and, and, and enjoy the hotels, right? Uh, the hotels are amazing because they have their own little uh, cabanas and pools and stuff like that. So trying to do Disney in one day is very tough. And, and you've also got Disney Springs. And so that's, man, there's so much to do out in Orlando, definitely. So, yeah. And there's like Epcot or there's un, there's Dis, un, things unrelated to Disney as well, right? Yeah, yeah. You've got Epcot, you got Animal Kingdom, uh, you know, the, and that's a lot to do. Epcot is a, a great experience for, let's say, older adults at that point. Kids enjoys it too with, with the different, uh, you know, countries that they have. There's a thing out there where, you know, you can go to each country and grab grab an adult beverage if you'd like to. And, uh, you know, you always have a contest to see if you can last all the way until the end. And, you know, it's, it's always great to see people start at you know, say, say the United States and then end out in Mexico and, and see their reaction from beginning to end. So it's a, it's always a good time. So it's funny you bring that up. Me in high school, I went on a trip down, actually the guy that got me into real estate, I went with his family, his dad, who's the broker who I started as his assistant when I got into real estate. We went on a trip down to like Key Largo. We stayed in some house and then we went to Orlando for a little while um, and we went to Disney World, but Pleasure Island was 18 to get in and then 21 to drink. And I remember me and my friend went to Pleasure Island and it was, we thought it was the most fun thing ever. I think Outcast was there when oh, we yeah. were there and we had like just come at the tail end and we saw them like leaving and we're like, holy cow, this is crazy. And then some yeah. girls may have hooked us up a little bit and it was, it was awesome, very fun. So Pleasure yeah. Island's still there. Yeah. Uh, I haven't seen Pleasure Island out there recently, so I haven't been to Epcot recently. Uh, we generally go to SeaWorld. Uh, the, the kids are really into, you know, the dolphins and the whales and the sea lions right now. But, yeah, I'll have to check to see if Pleasure, Pleasure Island is still out there. <laughs> and then what's the last thing about Disney is uh, what would be your go-to ride or the kids' favorite ride right now? Yeah, it would probably be the, the, um, the water log ride, right? I don't know what they call it. Splash Mountain, I think it is. And, uh, you know, it's always fun to go up there. It's kind of scary when you come down, but it's always great when you get wet afterwards, you know, so. Went with a classic because that one's probably been around forever. You didn't get, yeah. aren't there like new Harry Potter ones and there's always yeah. some yeah. new experience, right? Yeah. They've got Harry Potter out there, which is really nice. Um, you know, some other places have like Soren, which is kind of like an interactive, you, you guide through different areas and then, you know, those are always fun also. And then what about food and the arts and like festivals and all that kind of stuff? Would you be going to Sarasota or Tampa for all that kind of stuff? Or does yeah. Parrish uh, have that kind of stuff in some little town there as well? Yeah, definitely. So Parrish actually has a real uh, great uh, annual and we have what's called the chili cook-off, right? And, and that's a big thing in Parrish here. And so every year you have different uh, you know, people competing in the chili cook-off and everything. So that, that's one of our big things here. Um, but in the surrounding areas, right, uh, being in the beautiful area of Sarasota, Manatee County, we have seafood festivals. And, um, you know, there's also a, a new thing in Lakewood Ranch out by Waterside. And uh, they are having a lot of food truck festivals and stuff like that. And food trucks are becoming a huge thing in the Tampa Bay, Sarasota area. And so that's been great. So one of the nice things about living in Florida is definitely the seafood festivals that we have here if, if you're really into that thing. But if not, then there, you know, you've got food trucks and, and you've got other different type of festivals out here. So, yeah. I like that you mentioned uh, seafood because obviously then fishing is probably uh, a 
hobby and a, and a pastime, something to do there. Um, are there any, like, as far as active activities go, obviously, you know, I'm jumping off of cliffs and mountains and I like gravity sports, so I can't do that down there. So for people like me or people that like to stay active or sporty people other than volleyball, uh, what can we do? Are we surfing? Are we scuba diving? What's the deal? Yeah. So a lot of, a lot of people actually are, um, kiteboarding, right? So, so kiteboarding is really huge out here. You can go out kayaking, you know, you've got your recreational boat, uh, for both fishing and just taking out for the weekend and everything. Um, you know, we, we do have some outdoor stuff, some, you know, if, if you're climbing mountains and, and through all that, you know, you've got tree and stuff like that, uh, where, you know, you're climbing up and across trees. And so we've, we've got a lot of different events out in that nature. So, um, you know, you always have the beach for, for swimming and, you know, once again, volleyball, right? So, <laughs> uh, yeah. And sky sports too. A lot, a lot of beach places and places like that, the Carolinas and Florida and all those kinds of places, sky stuff, skydiving, hang gliding, oh, yeah. just yeah. piloting. Are there a lot of little airports where if you bought a Cessna, you could live near it? Yeah. Oh my God. Yeah. So you have, you know, you've got the Sarasota airport where you could have your own little Cessna and private planes out there. You've got some in St. Pete and Tampa. Uh, and also there's one out in Manatee County, a little bit further north of Parrish. So yeah, definitely. If you're, if you're into flying and skydiving, uh, definitely a great place to do it. I'll tell you what, one day I would like to skydive. Uh, but, but the way that, that everything is, you know, I, it's, who knows? We'll see one day. So <laughs> you're right. But I've gone twice at the place where you would go at Sarasota skydiving. First time with my ex-wife when we were down in, in oh, wow. Siesta for a vacation. Um, and that was a good experience. It was like the big plane. Everything was streamlined. I don't want to talk bad about a business. They sold it. And me and Elkin went, if anybody out there knows Elkin, what's up? Elkin, if you're watching, say what's up. Me, Elkin, and Jamisha. Jamisha also went when we were down there. We get there, and I told him, this place is great. I booked it. We're good to go. And we get there, and it's, um, I guess it was a Cessna. I don't know what kind of plane, a Piper or a Cessna. Yeah. stripped down with nothing in it just to like save weight so we could take two of us and me and Elkin scrunched up with my knees into me like this riding in his thing with the door right here they just slide it open so um it was I would maybe not recommend that yeah. place for skydiving yeah. um unless you're me and I found it more thrilling because I've done the big plane thing a bunch of times already and this is kind of cool I like the danger they do this all the time, right? So it's safe. So yeah. let's, and we got parachutes on, but um, yeah, I'm sure there are other places all around Florida, everywhere. I'm just, Tampa has a lot. Yeah. Um, Tampa has a lot and, and out by the Ocala, Orlando area, they have a lot of jumping areas also for skydiving. So like I said, it's, it's one of my things that I would love to do in my bucket list, but you know, with wife and kids and stuff like that. So, <laughs> you know, so yeah. If you ever have the choice, do hang gliding over skydiving. I enjoyed that more. It's a little bit more peaceful and you're actually flying. It's kind of cool. If And if I were pick one as a hobby, it would be hang gliding, not skydiving, I think. Yeah, definitely. Definitely. That would be awesome. I haven't been hang gliding yet, but, you know, I, I could only imagine how amazing an experience it would be to, to be up that high and just enjoy the view and everything. So, What about cycling? Do people a lot of cycling there since it's flat? Oh. I'm sure... Yeah, actually, you know what? That That is one of the big things down here in Florida also. And there's actually a lot of cycle clubs out here in Bradenton. There's actually a cycle club out here in Parrish. And um, literally almost every morning I see them and they park in this public parking lot 
And there's probably got to be about, oh my God, probably about 15 to 25 of them every single morning. And they are basically cycling from Parrish, Florida, down to Lakewood Ranch, which is the next city over. Uh, and then once again, on the weekends, um, you know, a lot of people are cycling around the Sarasota area. Uh, interesting story. My last client that I just helped in real estate, he is really huge into cycling. And when he was telling me about, you know, some of these prices on these bikes and how you, how light they were and stuff, I was like, are you kidding? I was like, that is something that would excite me in the future. So yeah, definitely a lot of cycling here in Florida. So yeah, it's definitely a gear hole you can fall down. But also my rule is if I'm not outperforming the bike until the bike is holding me back, then I don't need a new one. And those yeah. things cost a lot. You buy one, like it's going to be 10 years till I replace that thing. Oh yeah. Do you have one yourself personally or? Yeah. Well, I mountain bike is my first love and that thing's a Frankenstein at this point, you know, it costs some crazy amount and it's full suspension and it breaks all the time and it's got one brake different from the other. And I'm not, I don't want two different tires and we it's whatever because it's either by that or you could almost i mean you said they're parking them in a parking lot i was going to say they cost almost as much as their cars almost sometimes yeah yeah no definitely i mean they are they're not cheap when he was throwing out some of these numbers and what you can do and throw gps and this and helmets and suits and uh, uh you know the, the the seat covers and i was like are you I'm like holy cow this is a i mean you might as well buy a car you know so Right. And a lot of those guys, they go overboard or they just got money they spent. Cause I've got buddies with awesome bikes that are way nicer than mine and they'll ride it once and then they polish it afterwards and they, they know all about it and how to fix it. I don't know anything about it. I don't, I don't know how I, I just go, I ride a lot. That's what, I, that's what I do. And I don't, I could do the same thing on a $300 bike. Frankly, it just yeah. wouldn't be as comfortable. Exactly. <laughs> but yeah, that's cool. So let's talk about anybody. So anybody that's moving there is going to want to know what they're going to get for the money. Um, here in central Pennsylvania, I would say for say 300 ish. Now you could kind of get into that entry level dream home, which is two story, three, definitely three bedroom, maybe four bedroom, probably a two car garage in a suburban neighborhood, um, probably built in the 80s or 90s um maybe redone if it's redone you're gonna fight over it and bid it up to 350 right now uh, yeah. but so for 300 ish you can kind of get that entry level not the dream home we're trying to get to at the end but that entry level kind of first family home that people want so how does that compare to down there yeah so parish once again is one of the fastest growing communities out here in the sarasota manatee county uh, it's both us and Lakewood Ranch. And so when it comes to homes, a lot of our homes are actually a lot newer. Uh, and by newer, I'm saying built in the early 2000 into you know, now. And so we are actually based by a lot of new communities, right? So they're clearing out the land and, and building communities around here. Um, as far as home goes, uh, you know, in order to get into a decent sized home, you know, two car garage, three bedroom, two bath, you're generally looking in the 350 to 400 range. Um, you know, you can find houses under 350 for under 1500 square foot, but your typical person moving out to the uh, parish area, you're looking at about 350 to 400. And when you start jumping into pool homes out here in parish, Florida, uh, which is real huge, everybody wants a pool down here in Florida for the most part. Uh, those start anywhere between 450 all the way to like 650 onwards at that point. So um, there was a time here in Florida 
uh, you know, but before everything happened where you could get a brand new home under 300,000. Um, but you know, in this type of environment and stuff like that, we're looking at about 350 to 400 for, for your, you can actually get a new home for that price, which isn't bad actually. So, yeah, I was going to say that's pretty good. So what kind of lot that's in an HOA, obviously, and yeah. a fairly small lot, I'm guessing. Yeah. Yeah. So a, a lot of our lots, uh, down here are, are 40 by 120 or 50 by 120. Um, so the lots aren't as spaced out as you would say, maybe out in Pennsylvania or the Midwest, uh, which is a little bit of a change for us uh, being down here in Florida. But a lot of people don't mind it because once again, um, you know, with Florida being so hot, they don't mind having more space inside and less space outside. So that way they can travel, go to the beach and stuff like that. Um, Parish definitely does have neighborhoods where you can get an acre or more of land and everything, but those are like prime real estates out there. And, um, you know, anytime any of those homes come on the market, man, they are like hot commodity out here in Paris. So if you can get land out here in Paris right now in a non HOA, man, you are sitting very pretty and you're sitting on a gold mine if you ever did decide to do something. So it sounds like a great place to invest in, in general, just, it sounds like it's growing and popping and maybe not maybe catching on right now as people watch this, they're going to go buy something in Paris. So you have new stuff and you have HOAs. Are these gated communities? Are they, do you have golf courses and all the amenities and everything that's somewhat foreign to us here in central Pennsylvania? We've got HOAs, but typically uh, until a couple of newer neighborhoods, there were no amenities with it really. It's just maybe they mowed the grass if it was a townhouse community and somebody had to upkeep the monument sign at the entrance to the neighborhood, but not much beyond that. So what are we yeah. looking at with HOAs and amenities and whatnot? Yeah, definitely. So once again, when it comes to parish in Florida, uh, you've got the best of a lot of best of both worlds. So, you know, when it comes to golf courses and stuff like that, you've got communities like river wilderness. Um, and then in general, most of the communities out here in parish, uh, one of the, the biggest communities being built right now is North River Ranch. Uh, so if anybody's out there watching, North River Ranch is a great, great master plan community. They've got probably about 5,000 uh, homes getting ready to be built along with, you know, a shopping center and offices and everything. And the nice thing about the amenities, once again, out in North River Ranch is you'll have access to multiple community pools. So generally when you buy in an HOA community, uh, you only have access to one pool or one gym or whatever uh, in North River Ranch, which is right off of Moccasin Wallow, is going to be the hub for Parish. And so a lot of people who are moving in right now are having a great experience moving into North River Ranch, and they're seeing their houses appreciate when they're getting in on the earlier phases. Um, so, you know, we've got community pools, we've got clubhouses, um, playgrounds, dog parks. Um, one thing also to mention about North River Ranch is they even have a, uh, a bike renting uh, service where if you live in the community around the area, you just pick a bike, you, you, you type in a QR code or something like that, and then off you go. And so um, we, it, the HOA isn't for everybody, right? Uh, but, but, you know, it is one way to keep everything in line with everything. And for the most part, uh, it, it helps keep everything in line with the values and the amenities that you do get with it. So, yeah. 
And then what about renting things out in these HOAs? Is that prohibited or is that is just per HOA? Could yeah. you allow? Because it sounds like a great place to invest. And anybody listening to this, if they're like me, it sounds like it's growing and this is the place. Maybe I should buy a single family home to rent out if I'm trying to park my money somewhere. So could we rent them out if we buy in these HOAs? Yes, definitely. Right. So, uh, you know, just like any HOA, it's going to be dependent on how many homes can be investment properties or how many has to be occupied. And so each HOA community is different. Uh, you know, we have had a lot of investors buy homes in our area because of all the new schools that they're building, all the new shopping plazas that we're building, um, all the new, the, the college, we're, we're getting a, a satellite college being built out here. And so it is definitely a place where if you're looking for investment property, uh, definitely a place to look into also. And so we've had our fair share of investors also buying in here. Um, but at the same token, for your first-time home buyer, your family looking to upsize or downsize, it is a great community to build not only equity but to grow with the parish city itself. So, um, you know, Sarasota and Bradenton—they're starting to run out of area to build, and so parish is just fresh out there, and 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 we are very excited. I mean, we're we're getting a Lowe's for the first time in the city, and and that's the big talk <laughs> of the town right now. You know, so yeah. Huh. Yeah. yeah, I mean that—that's the right when Walmart and Lowe's and all those Targets coming soon and Wegmans. Or do you have Wegmans down in Florida? No, no we don't have Wegmans. We have Publix. Publix. Or, yeah, yeah. You know, you you drive literally in Parrish. You know, on three hundred one, you you got one Publix out in in one area, and you literally drive a mile up, and there's another Publix out there. So Publix is lower out here. But uh, one of the best things with Parrish as far as being one of the fastest growing communities out in North Manatee is the fact of, of you get to be a part of the city scoping itself and into this bigger thing as the future comes along. And once again, that, that's both a good and a bad thing, right? Um, you know, but when, when it comes to growth in general, uh, Parrish is, is a great area to be in Florida right now, so. And then what about the luxury market? Um, first, what does what would you say it maybe starts at? Um, and then a typical luxury buyer, what are they looking for? Are there like these canal homes with water backing or uh, just big mansions? Or are they buying those couple acres out that are going really fast now? Or what's the luxury market like? Yeah, so, oh my God, Derek, that, that's a great question because <laughs> I have actually been paying huge attention to the luxury market here in Paris. So uh, years ago, we didn't really have what, what's called a luxury market, right? But in the last recent couple of years, it has blown up like crazy. Um, you know, we do have homes out on the canal out by Rivile and uh, Manatee River and stuff like that. Uh, and then, you know, you, you do have your uh, luxury homes with, you know, 10 plus acres of land, which is very rare and stuff like that. And crazy enough, you know, a, a million dollars was kind of far-fetched back in the days in Parish, And, you know, now million dollars are starting to become the norm, million dollars on up. Uh, heck, there was a $1.8 million home just recently listed in Parish, And you're thinking, man, $1.8 million, that thing's going to take them forever to sell. Man, this house, Derek, wasn't even on the market for one day, not even one day. I mean, this house had probably five plus acres, basketball court, tennis court, uh, a guest home and all that stuff. And 1.8 million in Parish. You told me that 10 years ago. I said, man, you'd be lucky if you get that. That thing went in one day. And so the luxury market here in Parish 
is just blowing up like crazy and, and we are loving it. So yeah, it's, it's a great opportunity to be out here. So. And is that you think because people relocating because our luxury market here in central PA is exploding as well. And part of it is it's just prices are going up and, and some of it is just the natural flow or whatever. But a lot of it, I think, is most of my relocation buyers actually are. I mean, the other one yesterday I talked to from Montreal, they yeah. said, we're hoping we can get into something we can live with for under a million dollars. When I dug deeper, I found that what they could, what you could probably 300 maybe might get them what they actually want. So it's yeah. it, it, buyers coming from there that, and then those are the ones that bid the houses up too. And especially if they're paying cash, 300, I'll pay 350, whatever, compared to the yeah. million up here I would spend. Yeah. Um, so same here. And we're starting to, we used to, you know, million was the highest that was ever in our multi list. Yeah, yeah. And now maybe 2.8, I think is yeah. the highest one. There's a guy in my office that sells like all the, the top ones around here. Um, but yeah, now they're, they're, they seem to be more and more, more and more frequent, I think. And the way yeah. in new construction nowadays, if you want a certain product, it starts at like, 850 and even that you're not if you want three car garage custom built home on a half an acre yep. it's a million bucks probably um yep. okay and any other commentary on what you can afford down there or, or anything like that yeah so once once again when it comes to parish florida uh as far as affordability goes right so one of the reasons why parish is such a highly desirable area is because areas like sarasota and lakewood ranch are starting to get up there into the four five hundred range for about you know what you can get in parish for under four hundred thousand, and so even out in Tampa in St. Pete, we've been seeing people move from Tampa to St. Pete into the parish area uh, because we don't have the traffic of of say those bigger cities and everything like that. And the fact that you know we're we're a great family friendly area, a uh, great retirement area, but the fact that we're close enough to the highway and the roads that you can reach all these places and the fact that once again um you know with a, with a lot of these hoa communities you know they are keeping everybody uh happy with all the amenities that they're offering which people are looking for if you can't uh pay to build a pool home which is anywhere between 60 to 80 thousand if not more nowadays uh is a great uh consolation uh along with all the schools right so one thing that i will say for any family out there or any uh, new families that may be coming um, pretty soon having kids. Parish, Florida is a wonderful school area filled with a brand new high school, the Parish uh, High School, the new Barbara Harvey Elementary School, and once again, the State College of Florida coming and uh, you know a new middle school coming soon. So definitely a great area to be in. Uh, we've lived here in Parish for over 10 years now. I call it my little big town. Uh, just like being from North Aurora, I wouldn't be anywhere else. I, I simply love the city and everyone that lives around here. So yeah, it's been great. Awesome. And then there's one thing I just thought of, and you said everything's new there for the most part, and they're just building Lowe's and, and all the commercial stuff for the most part. It sounds like even the commercial yeah. stuff is new. Um, is there any like old parish or historic district, even if it's tiny and one little road, is there a, a little downtown or something yes. with uh, 1900s built houses? Yes, there is. So there, It's interesting because we have a parish uh supermarket or, or you know uh, old market and uh you know it's right across from the 
Parish Railroad Museum and everything like that. And so you have a parish supply store. You have one little gas station with two pumps. And, you know, they, they just upgraded into accepting debit and credit cards. But the, the style of the gas stations are still the same. And, you know, prior to Parish becoming what it is now, uh, you know, there was a lot of farmlands and cows. And, you know, so that that is still around, just not as much anymore. Um, so you also have a supply store uh, for a lot of the farmers, right? Whether it become, you know, tractor supplies or bird feeds or cow feeds and any of that. So we are trying to keep Parish as much as possible of how it used to be. Uh, but with the evolu evolution of growth, it's one of those things where um, it, it's getting harder and harder, right? But, you know, it's it's one of those things where it's just an evolution of, of progression with the with the building and everything. So, yeah. I guess it was there is parish a name or is that how you spell like parish like a church like parish or or satellite location or is that what's it named what's it named for uh it's named after uh some settlers i believe back in the 30s um and so that's that's how they settled out everything and so once again it, it's just this little small town and it just keeps on growing it's uh it's going to be one of those things where you may not hear a lot about Parrish right now, uh, but, you know, in, in due time, I, I could imagine whenever anybody says, hey, have you been to Tampa? Have you been to Sarasota? Uh, Parrish is going to be one of those cities like, oh, my God, have you been to Parrish before? You know what I mean? So uh, it may be five years, maybe 10 years, but mark my word, uh, Parrish will be one of those areas kind of like Orlando, you know, uh, Fort Lauderdale, all those areas. So from what you said it sounds like an awesome place to invest in real estate and it's yeah. time to start making some youtube videos about parish florida and what you get for the money there maybe you already have maybe i'm missing them yep. um and if you want to buy down there you can reach out to richard but before that i want to ask you a question that has nothing to do with real estate but does have to do with you if you could do anything else other than real estate what would you do would you play volleyball try to go down that route we're getting old here so i don't know if you'd be able to do that for very long so what else would you do or maybe the cabin is you can have any body of any age you would want <laughs> yeah that's a very very great question i love this question a lot of people would be surprised but uh you know if i was doing if i was not doing a real real estate i would actually love love to be an entertainer uh at say a theme park or a cruise ship and one of those shows that you go to right whether whether it's dancing or performing or being a main character uh and, and any of those entertainment shows um that is something i would love to do but what prevents me is i can't sing i can't dance and i'm not very good at acting so that, that so real, real estate it is but i would love to be a, a entertainer or performer uh for one of those venues i, I think it, it, i love watching those shows every time we go through those theme parks so yeah we have the energy for it for sure and if oh, anybody yeah. check out and there'll be links uh, everywhere in the description to check out his facebook and his stories and everything but he's very yeah. good on video and lots of high energy if there's anybody that might match my energy it might be you and i like the i i almost asked you to put your sunglasses on here so everybody oh, yeah. would know who you were but he's very good on video um so i could see you being like a, a hype man or for like a sitcom the guy that comes out and hypes up the crowd and gets them ready um and everybody will see what I'm talking about when they go check you out. So I can see that for sure. Um, and I think performing would be fun too. I always thought being a rock star, I mean, being on stage with a hundred thousand people, I don't know what 
could be better than that. Maybe being a comedian or something. Um, but that, that sounds pretty nutso to me. Um, all right. Tell everybody if they want to reach out to you and buy down there or just visit and find out where they should eat. Um, other than that, what was that place called? Cinebistro. Yeah. Tell them where they can find you. Uh, say your phone number and your email and your website aloud so anybody that's listening can hear it. Yeah, definitely. Well, if I could be any help to you guys in the parish or the surrounding areas, you can contact me on my cell phone number at 941-909-5555. Easy to remember. My email is rsrealty21 at gmail.com. You can find me on Facebook, on Instagram, coming soon on TikTok and a YouTube near you. We are going to be everywhere on social media, and so it is great. I look forward to the opportunity to helping you guys out now or in the future, and I want to say thank you to everybody who's watched this video today. That is a good phone number. It almost looks fake, so have you had that phone number for a while and you'll never give it up? Yeah, no, definitely. So, you know, real quick story is before I got into real estate, I actually worked for a cell phone company for 12 years, and so right before I left, I got to choose my cell phone number, and I said, man, I'm getting the real estate. I'm going to make sure I get a great number for this. So that's that's how that number came about. That is clutch. And I think we've talked about this before. I also sold cell phones right before I got into real estate. I sold Nextel and yeah. AT&T. And then after Nextel, I left right around when it, when it switched to Sprint or whatever. But uh, yeah. we won't go on down that tangent. We'll talk about that next episode when we come back and talk about it after it's blown up. So anything that they could have bought now for that three or 400, we'll come back and see. And maybe we'll bring someone on who just made 100 grand over the last couple of years because they bought in Paris right now. Um, and now it's worth more. But if you want to sell here and move down there or sell anywhere on the planet and move anywhere on the planet, reach out to me. Um, if you need to buy or sell a home, especially here in central Pennsylvania, you can call me, text me, email me, throw a rock through my window, send a carrier pigeon, whatever you need to do. I want to hear from you. Thanks everybody again for watching and listening. Thank you, Richard, for being here. Say goodbye to everybody. All right, guys. Three, two, one. Let's go. We'll see you guys soon. All right. Later.